Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is the 365 Bible Reading Plan. Today is June the 3rd, and our chapter for today is Psalm 91. Now, as most of you know, I record these on a daily basis, and so this is fresh material, material that I have read these chapters, and give you the digest of what I see in the Scriptures, a commentary, if you will, on what the Scriptures say. Sometimes there are deep, theological, rich word studies. Some days it's more narrative, historical narrative, getting the background and the color of what the Bible teaches. And the reason I do this is because for years and years and years now, people have said, I am learning a lot through your teaching. And Many times I ask them why, because you've been under great men of God, you've studied, you've been under great pastors. Well, sometimes it's because pastors preach a salvation message and not much more. And let me just say to you, that is wonderful. I praise God for the salvation and the redemption we have in Jesus. But when we come to church, that's the time for the church to be built up and edified. After all, God does speak to us in precept, yes, in principle, yes, but also in pattern. And the pattern of the New Testament church was not to try to get people into a location or a building. As a matter of fact, they didn't have buildings at that point. They had to meet wherever they could, whenever they could. And they set aside times, especially on Shabbat and the Lord's Day, to gather around the Word of God. And the only Bible they had, remember, was what we call the Old Testament. The New Testament hadn't been written yet. When you tie passages together, you connect the dots. And many times we don't emphasize the great panorama, the great story of redemption that God has given us. And we center in on just word studies or this verse or that verse. As a matter of fact, in the southern United States, I cannot tell you how many times somebody says, well, do you believe so-and-so? And I say, yes, give me a verse. Well, what they're trying to do is build their theologies and their doctrines and their teachings around one verse or two verses. We must build our teaching around the confluent consistent teaching of the Word of God from cover to cover. It is confluent. It never contradicts itself, but we have to know the Word of God and saturate ourselves with the Word of God in order to connect the passages. And this is what the teaching and preaching of the New Testament apostles was. That's what Jesus did. He took the Torah, that is the law. He took the prophets, the Nevi'im, and he took the Ketuvim, the writings, and he tied them all together and said, this is that. And that's what Peter did on the day of Pentecost. Now, the reason I'm saying that is because it is important when we're going through the Psalms or we're going through Proverbs or we're going through prophets or even in the Torah, we have to say, so what? Because that's not an end in itself. Now, the principles of God are eternal. 
they demand action. They demand something else besides just knowledge. And so knowledge is not enough. And we need knowledge in order to know what God wants us to do. But many times God doesn't tell us how to do it. So we have to connect the dots through patterns. And so in the New Testament, the pattern was that the people came together. They learned the word of God. They were taught that. They were edified and built up. And then they went out into the marketplace, first of all, to their own families and then out to the marketplace. And that's where they confronted people with the gospel. They were salt and light in a dark and decaying culture, just like ours is today. And so this is critical that we understand that our job is not to, quote, get people in church, end quote. Our job is to share the message of Jesus in our lives and in our words. This is so critical because Christianity is first caught and then taught. In other words, what we do speaks a whole lot louder than what we say, but we must speak. Sooner or later, we will come to the point to where we have to get people into the Word of God. We have to teach them something. We have to tell them the story, the remarkable story of Jesus. Otherwise, we're like a person that is dressed up in a white doctor's coat. We go into a room. We are carrying a bag. We have all of the medicines. We have all of the diagnostic tools in our bag. Then we go in and say, hello, how you doing? Ask them how they're doing. And then you turn around, walk off, but you've not helped them whatsoever. You have all the tools, but you never open your mouth. You never administer anything. That's the concept that we need to understand. We must do more than just walk in and be Jesus. I mean, we are not St. Francis. We are not someone who just walks through the town and gets back to the abbey and says, well, uh, I thought we were going to preach. Oh, we just did. No, you didn't. You didn't preach until you opened your mouth and proclaimed something. So it's not just catching it. It is also teaching it. But we must be salt and light. And when we are that in our homes, in our jobs, in our schools, then we have the ethos. We have the life message behind what we are teaching to others. And this is so critical. But the New Testament believers, they opened their mouths everywhere. But when they came together, they taught the Word of God and built up the body, and then they went out and did that. They didn't go try to get everybody to come and come to a certain place so they could get saved. They were saved and had their sins forgiven wherever they were. They came together and baptisms took place and all kinds of things happened, but primarily it was building up the body of Christ. Now, why am I saying that? Because what I am doing with these podcasts is really like a hot dog or a hamburger stand. The Church of Jesus, the local assembly, is where life happens. This is where followers of Jesus come together. You say, well, I don't like people there. Well, you don't have to like them, but you need to love them. But everybody needs a church home. And there are churches that are in an area, not all areas, but certainly in the majority of places where this podcast go, there are churches where if you really will search, you will find a church that is preaching the word. Now, they may not give you all you need, but you can get a side meal through a podcast like this, or you can be in a study. But if you need to form a congregation where you are, go talk with a pastor of a church and say, we'd like to have a congregation that has this emphasis and that emphasis. 
just see what they do. But don't just say, I'm not going to church because they're not feeding me. There are places around all over America, at least, and in foreign lands where you can get the Word of God. Not in every foreign land, but in many. And so all I want you to do is to stay in the book. And you listen to podcasts, you listen to TV programs, radio programs, YouTube, Vimeo, wherever it is that you can get good, solid Bible teaching. There's enough gospel preached every day, every hour in America on the airwaves to save the entire world. And so you listen to all the wonderful tools that are out there. You avail yourself to them. There's some great men of God out there preaching. Let me tell you, I am a drop in the ocean. I'm a lesser light. Let's just put it that way. But there are some great men of God out there that are teaching and preaching the Word of God, and you avail yourself to that. And if I can help you, I want to be a blessing to you. Well, let's look at Psalm 91. I'll just get into the beginnings of it. This is a psalm that we could spend three days on. I'm not exaggerating. Here's what it says. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God in Him will I trust. He who dwells, Yeshav, Yeshav. Sounds like Yeshiva, doesn't it? What's a yeshiva? It's a place where you go and sit. It's a place where you go and listen. It's a place where you go and learn. You see, the one that dwells, that sits at the feet of Jesus, sits at the feet of God himself and listens to the word and puts it into practice. That is the person that's going to have access to the secret place of Elyon. That's right, the Most High God, El Elyon. And so it says, the one who, Yeshav, who dwells, who sits, who listens, who observes, who soaks it in, he will be in this hiding place. Yes, it can be translated secret, and is many times, but the idea is of being undercover. That is, you're under a covering. You're in a hiding place. You're in a place where not everybody goes, not everybody knows of. You sat at the feet of the Master, and you sat as the Spirit of God taught you the Word. You sat under great teachers, and you learned. This is what you do in a yeshiva. The Jews sit, and they listen to great teachers and rabbis. And this is what we need to do more and more because, you see, we sit and listen to Fox News. We sit and listen to CNN. We sit and we listen to this one, that one, the other one. And it's the world's council. And it gets us all tore up and mad and we're not at peace anymore. It's like everything's out of control. No, no, no. Stop that. Turn off that TV, that hour when you're listening, or hours when you're listening to this one or that one. How much do you have to have to get you revved up? Listen to the headlines, turn it off, and then go to the master, and he will put things in perspective for you. This is why the psalmist said, don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Don't stand in the way of sinners, because if you do, you will end up sitting with a scornful. You're going to be just like everybody else, and you're going to miss God. You're going to miss his word because you're going to start thinking like everybody else. You're going to be reacting like everyone else. That's not God's will. That's not God's best. Sit in the secret 
secret place where God covers you. It's the place of El Elyon. He is the highest. He has the final say. And whoever does that will abide, will lodge. If you'll get in that secret place with God and his word and alone with him and listening to his word, then God says, why don't you spend the night? You see, this is what this word, loon, L-O-O-N, is the way I would pronounce it, loon. This is the word to dwell, to live. But it's used many times in the scriptures for someone who's spending the night, someone who has come not just for a casual visit, but this is family. This is an honored guest, someone who will come and spend the night. God says, I'll tell you what, if you will sit with me, I will cover you from all of this harm and all of this thinking that you're getting out here in the world. And I will let you see that I am El Elyon. I am far above and beyond. I am not just high. I am the most high. And I'll say, why don't you come up here with me and spend the night and let's spend some quality time together. Now, when you do that, then you are under the shadow, the shade. You're under the covering of the Almighty, El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. You see the word Shaddai, when God said, I am El Shaddai, that's the word. There's a couple of different roots that this could come from. I believe it comes from the word Shad which is the radicals that are used for this. That refers to a woman's breast, like a mountain, not har, as in har megiddo, like har, as in mountain, big mountain range, like Mount Carmel. But it is more like the mountain of a woman's breast, which looks like a mountain when it is filled with this nutritious milk, which has everything that a newborn has. It's called colostrum. Until the milk comes in, there is every bit of nourishment that a baby needs. Nothing else, no food, nothing. It's just that. I believe this is what God said to Abraham. Abraham, yes, of course, he's the Almighty. He can do anything. He's omnipotent. He can do anything. But he is El Shaddai. He is El Shaddai. For those of you who studied Hebrew, that Dalit has a doggish forte. It's strengthened. It's double. It even, when you're speaking, you don't just say El Shaddai. You say El Shaddai. Shaddai. Because it is that strengthening. It's doubling. And so what he says is, I am like that colostrum and even greater. I am like that milk. I am all you need. We use the term to describe this, I think, best in English with the word sufficiency. He is the all-sufficient one. You see, Jesus is all sufficient. In him, we are complete. In him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In him, we don't need any other savior or deliverer or anything else. He is our God. He is El Shaddai. Sit at his feet. Learn from him. That's what he said. Take a load off. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor, that are burdened down. You're heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. That 
is a Hebrew idiom for enroll in my school. And that's why the next phrase is, and learn of me. It doesn't say plow in the field. No, that's a Hebrew idiom. Take my yoke means enroll in my school. And learn of me. Sit at my feet. For I am meek and lowly, and you'll find rest for your soul. Yes, true rest. Rest for your soul. That's where we find the nourishment is at the feet of Jesus himself. Get in the word of God and the word of God will get in you. He who dwells in the secret place of the most high, El Elyon, shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. And I will say he is my refuge and my Masada, my God in him will I trust. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at TonyCrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.